The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're My Best Friend. With two of my best friends, Marcia. So we're, we're not going to kiss them? Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, Industrious Moxie Ann and the musing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And this week's episode of You're My Best Friend is an incredible episode, if I do not say so myself. If you do not if say I so. If I do not say so myself. Wow. Well, I will say it. It is an incredible episode. episode what number episode is this, Moxie? 35. Are you sure? I am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm super excited for this week's episode. For anybody confused at this moment, we just tried to record that, and I said it was episode 40. So, And, uh, <laughs> and she's way off. Way not off, that far people. Off. Not yeah, that far. Five episodes is a lot of episodes. That's not that That's many a month episodes. and a week. That that that's a long time. That's that's for a baby. That's thirty-eight episodes. That's like or 30, 38, 38 days. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Okay, you're judging me for not being able to do math, and you can't do math. I just did math. Yeah, but you got pained. No, my wording got pained. My math was all right. Anyway, this is an incredible episode. I'm super excited. Ruben, are you excited? I am not excited anymore. Oh. Oh, so okay. I, you know, real quickly, um, I do want to to address last week's episode. Mm. Uh, Lacey Mercedes, yes. Mercedes, sorry, I can't get her name right. You're to so save bad at this. My life. Uh, I called her Lexi. I've called her Lacey K. I called her uh, tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great episode. Hopefully, you went and you downloaded her new single, California, which is out now. Um, I do want to say one thing here, real quickly, because this show today uh will be a week before we put out an episode for my good friend daniel durston yes and we are doing something special for <laughs> we are doing something special i'm sorry for people i'm getting you a cough button mm-hmm. that you're gonna have to pay for because it's a lot of money okay um so we are giving away two tickets to go see uh the king and Marilyn. It's a, a an Elvis and Marilyn Monroe tribute show that Daniel is, is the lead star in. He's the king. He is the king. In case you're wondering which one of the two he was. Uh, not Marilyn. He's not Marilyn. I mean, he doesn't have the hips for Marilyn. <laughs> uh, so nah, see, or n- not, n- not the shoulders, too. Yeah. you know, Or the face. Yeah. Also or the that. hair. No. So uh, super excited. Uh, we're going to be giving those away next week. So make sure you tune in and listen to the entire episode. Do it. Do it. And uh, we'll figure out a way for, for people to, to get those tickets. Yeah. So 
I'm I'm excited for this episode. Moxie uh, brought on some of her, some friends of hers, yeah, some pastors' friends of hers, and uh, we we t- I talked to them about a lot of stuff. Moxie, you did. You asked them some questions I, that made me a little weirded out. Can I just say one thing? Um, you mentioned that episode uh, when we recorded it. You you mentioned to them. You said something on the lines of like, oh, yeah, don't worry. It's going to be a super easy interview. Like, we're just No, literally, they walked in and I was like, it'll be so easy. We'll just ask you about your life and blah, blah, blah. And then Ruben was like, how do you feel about alcohol? <laughs> yeah, tell me about tell me how you feel about, you know, the tithing process in the church. And yeah, uh, you know, good, good, uh, good discussion, though, I think. Did they did they say anything to you afterwards? No, like just at least that they enjoyed it. No, good. Yeah, good. I feel like you're lying to me. I don't have a good memory. <laughs> I have a concussion. I do. So uh, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's a great episode. I feel like we didn't ask them enough questions about their life. Though. No, we definitely didn't. But it was so good. And there was so much more that we could have asked. Absolutely. And, and, and I look forward to discussing more of it with them sometime in the future, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So, I hope so. without further ado. Here is a commercial. <laughs> No, uh, I want to ask you a question, oh. Moxie. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yes? I had a transition. I, I just went out of my head oh. like, the minute I started thinking about it. So have you been watching any of the uh, Justin Bieber documentaries, the docuseries Seasons? Uh, no. Oh, my God. You haven't watched Seasons? No, I have not. It's incredible. Okay. So here, here's the thing. Justin Bieber is putting out some bangers right now. How, how is this related to pastors? It's not. It's a whole different topic. Ah, okay. We're being topical today. Ah, just okay. Like, just like some churches are. Okay. So do you want to start over again? No. You want the soccer moment all to be in there? Sure. All right, cool. Yeah. So it's Seasons by Justin Bieber. It's a, it's a docuseries on YouTube. And they're about 10 minutes long each. And it's showing the recovery of Justin Bieber. Uh, and it's important too because I think there's a like spiritual his body from the lake. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. I'm tired. You need food. I do. Um, I need food. Uh, no, so he he's coming back from after taking like three years off. He's put out some great music so far. I don't know if you've heard any of his new music. I have. Um, yes. You know, yummy is like in- yeah. You got that yummy, yum, that yummy, yum. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, it's better when Justin does it. Uh, so this documentary uh, takes you through that series and seeing this guy go from a broken soul to like this revi- this revamped, revitalized person after taking some serious time off from the road. So uh, I think it's important for people to for us to just talk about that real quick and just you know remind people that it's important to take breaks. It's important for them to to you know not work twenty four seven to meet demands of other people. Yeah. I would say so. Why are you looking at me like that? Just because that doesn't normally what you what you would say. Well, I'm just saying it's important for people to take time off. It is. It is. And especially when you're a workaholic. Oh, I don't know any of those. You got to take time off. Yeah. You know. Um, take a day off. Take a take break. A break. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you know what? I You know, I, I know you, you have problems with, with the way I do things sometimes. Um, as far as like my scheduling and stuff goes in, in my life. Um, but you know, sometimes there's some people who just can't take a break. That is true. Yeah. You know, I didn't go away with people for the summer. No, 
You I didn't know, go I know, upstate? I know there was a lake upstate, <laughs> um, but I did not go. <laughs> <laughs> you and I can go when the night gets dark, though. <laughs> Rumors! Oh, it's okay. I have a boyfriend. Hey, you know, uh, I, that's what we're going to do. What are we going to do? In three weeks, three episodes from now. Okay. I think that's the honest conversation that we were supposed to have. Ah! <laughs> We had penciled in to our schedule for season three. Uh, we have it, it all laid out and ready to go. But we, on one of these, Ruben just wrote an honest conversation. An honest conversation, and we were both like, "What? What is this conversation going to be?" I, I think I probably had an idea in mind when I wrote it, and then just completely forgot. <laughs> so, so uh, is that what we're doing? We're we're having we're having your boyfriend on. All right. We're having your boyfriend on. So Get that'll, ready, world. That'll be the March 8th episode. <laughs> the March 8th episode. 9th? March 9th. Episode 9. Mar- <laughs> oh, March 9th. You're right. <laughs> I don't know why I saw 8 there. Oh, man. We uh, should get on to this interview. Yeah, let's just jump into this. I, can we do this again? No. Let's start over again. No. All right, cool. Here is <laughs> Mike and Marie Collins. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the look you gave me. From solid ground. Brethren in Christ. Brethren. Brethren in Christ. Church. This is rough. (laughs) We'll be back. We're back from a, a quick commercial break here, Moxie. Uh, again, you're killing it with the intros this, this year. Thank you. You're doing such a great job on the Thank intro. you, really. Uh, we have some people. These are your people. These are my people. These are your people. <laughs> um, They're my tribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they stand on some solid ground. They do. Uh, which, is, which is great. Want to introduce them? Yeah. So I'm super excited about the two guests that we have in the studio today. Uh, Pastor Mike and Marie Collins. Welcome to the show, you guys. You're my best friend. So what makes you guys a pastor? What makes us a pastor? Are you guys both pastors? We are. Marie's the better one. I'll let her go first. (laughs) (laughs) Smart answer. I'm taking notes on this. Um, Well, we've been pastors for... We were youth pastors, associate pastors, worship pastors. Um, so I guess it depends on the context that, because different churches have different standards of, this is why you should answer it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what makes us pastors. I guess like you have to like take school and stuff. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. This is such a great question to start yeah. off with. Yeah, I was joking. Awesome. I'm so sorry. I was, I was joking. It's like actually. Well, I didn't want to say, well, um, our job title. Yeah, job title. Well, but, but it's true, though. I mean, a church could technically hire you as a pastor without really you being ordained or anything. Oh, like yeah. That, you know? Definitely. So, that, that's what I didn't know. Is this like a credential? Is this question? a credentialing question or is this a spiritual qualification This is the part question? of the show where yeah. we make sure that you're actually qualified to be pastors. That's good. Oh. We actually, were, we've been hired. Yeah. But what is it? I the, brought the, my resume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we call it a CV. That's more fancy. Right. What's what's the uh, what's what's the the brother the brethren? What, what's their Ooh, yeah. church affiliation? Ooh, brethren. I like that. Is that what it is? It's, right? Brethren it's in Christ. The brethren in Christ. Brethren. Okay, cool. And before we came here, when I saw the job posting on churchstaffing.com, I actually scrolled past it because I thought that sounded weird. But then I saw that it was in <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. I scrolled back up again and clicked on it, and I'm really glad I did. So, 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 the brethren in Christ sounded weird to you, but Rancho Cucamonga didn't sound weird to you. <laughs> that sounded exotic. I didn't. <laughs> 
It's really oh, not. Like, oh wow! You were you were severely disappointed then. Oh, it, it, I love it. When I, you're coming from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, I mean, oh wow, it's really hard to be disappointed. Okay, yeah, so, no, for sure. Well, then, that's, it, which it's a great place, but and California is where it's at. Non-denominational churches. That's yeah. why the whole denominational thing, and then this denomination that we'd never heard of. Yeah, we were like, and that's why we kind of paused on the whole pastor thing because our what made us a pastor at former churches is different than sort of what makes us a pastor here with title, but hopefully with heart. With credentials and stuff. Yes, Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Just a heart to really to take a mirror and show people the God inside of them. That's what I think pastoring is. That whole idea of shepherding is really just reflecting back to people, the God inside of them. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit because you guys came, how was the transition coming from Oklahoma to California? Yeah. It probably depends on where in California you're talking about. The biggest shock to me was was the the distance or the difference in my expectations. You're coming from the Midwest. And neither of us planned to be there. I grew up in Florida. Marie grew up in New England, in New Hampshire. And uh, we wound up working close to where we graduated from college and um, being out here, I've got family out here. I was ready for multicultural and urban and... He did um, his master's at Fuller yeah. in Pasadena. Oh, so nice. I pictured Pasadena. I pictured Southern California, the melting pot of the world, and yeah. you can reach the whole communication capital of the world. But my life isn't very... It isn't different. <laughs> like we have <laughs> the same conversations, and there's, there's a prettier mountain to look at. Yeah, uh, but it's it's the similarities is is what stuck out to me most that our church and our town would fit in very well in in Oklahoma or anywhere else we've lived. Um, that was that was a big shock to me. How far away from the uh, the original Sonic do you, did you guys live? <laughs> from the original do you Sonic know where in Oklahoma, the original. I don't know. I'm guessing it's I had probably never heard of Sonic till it's probably in Oklahoma. Pawhuska. Yeah. Or or maybe Choto. I just tried to <laughs> look up Miami. original <laughs> Sonic, and all I got was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, the original <laughs> Sonic. We're in the Tulsa area, so yeah. Oh, then you guys weren't too to far, Tulsa I don't think. Then. Oh, okay. I don't think you guys were too far. Obviously, you guys probably didn't eat there that often. Probably uh, on Route sixty six somewhere. But no. well, yeah, because that's that's one of their drinks. That's like their yeah. thing. Yeah, it's probably. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna look it up right now because Moxie failed on the uh, Shawnee. Shawnee. Oh. I've heard of that. I've never been there. Away. That's one of those names when people come to church and you're like, where are you from? And they're like, Shawnee. And you just kind of smile at them and go, oh, great. Now I have no clue where that like, is. Okmulgee, then you're like, Oak-mul- oh, yeah. I oh, Okmulgee. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Muskogee. Right. That's real town I know Muskogee, though. You do? Yeah, because there's a song. Uh, Okie okay from Muskogee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so my friends on The Voice uh, covered that song at one point. Gotcha. Yeah, just gotcha. casual. Mix that in here. Uh, oh, Locals yeah, call up. it muskungi. Muskungi? I don't know why. Muskungi. That sounds like a fungus. I know. I don't know why. I've. It's a sad place, actually. Oh, don't say that. No, this sorry. is going public. <laughs> You're going to offend people. I anyone from Muskogee, but I always feel sad when I drove through. Should, oh. we, should we edit that part out, 534? Yeah, it's okay. It's a sad, <laughs> it's a sad point for you. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they're doing couples therapy now. We just break out into a fight in the middle of this? I, I mean, no, it's not bad for content-wise. <laughs> I don't know about your public persona. We had an episode where we just fought the yeah. entire episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yes. Yeah. It brings that conflict, that tension. It's, it's good. 
Yeah, yeah, it makes people wonder if we're actually canceling the podcast or not. That's good. So let's talk about, um, you know, because I'm always interested in, in like, uh, the pastor's lifestyles, you know, because it's like, there's so many different... Gold toilets. Yeah, you know, like, jets. there's like, oh, yeah. the, the, the Benny, <laughs> yeah. what is it, Benny Hinn? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, where you, you think that he just, like, drinks out of gold. Right. You know, and then there's, like, the reality of what probably you guys are, which is probably, you know, a lot more normal, not silver. driving. We yeah, yeah we, it's, it's silver. Yeah. Ah. It, it's, it's knockoff silver, too, right? It's good for the immune system. It is. Yeah. But I mean, what is your what does your days look like usually as a pastor? Because I, like for me, it's like I fu- I think like sometimes like it would be like the most boring job in the world right. to just read and write, you know, like like lesson plans. You know, ah. essentially. Yeah, from the outside, it just seems like so you write a sermon and then on Sunday you give it. That's what you do. <laughs> like you work one day a week, <laughs> right? And that took all week. Well, yeah, yeah, and then when the sermon's like just okay, you're just like, geez, what are we paying for? <laughs> well, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly what I do. So, next question. That's oh, great. Why I'm not <laughs> as time to read Harry Potter, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it just every day is different. Actually, that's what I love about it. There was a period before we came here where I had applied to be a manager of a dental clinic. Oh, <laughs> wow! And that just sounded you good. I did. No, it wasn't Muskogee. But, um, that sounds like a dream Every job. single day is different. And actually, the which I thought that too, and when I changed my major to theology and accepted God's call to be a pastor, I pictured just sitting in Starbucks all day and writing <laughs> and reading N.T. Wright or whatever, whatever the th- fancy theologian of the day was. But actually, it's... Uh, people walking into your office, like imagine whatever job you have and every day people just walk in there and they just sit down and they want to talk to you. Like I don't go to McDonald's and just sit down and be like, so hi, I got stuff to do. Um, I'm trying to make these fries. Exactly. Um, Lots of interruptions. So Uh, many logistics and policies and oh, the sprinkler system's broken. What are we doing? We have a school and a wedding venue as well uh, that Mike oversees. So he's like the chairman of the school board as well as overseeing this wedding venue and all like the grounds, the financial things that come into play, the staffing. People steal stuff. Before Christmas, somebody stole some brass, uh, (laughs) some brass. Copper things off of our like outdoor plumbing. Oh, like so then you know that 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 one wasn't me. So it's like owning a house. Yeah, that's really big and breaking all the time. (laughs) There's really rarely downtime because even like he works all day and then most evenings there's meetings and if he doesn't have one, I do and then like Fridays are usually our day off. But then yesterday someone was in the hospital and they found out this was it for their spouse. We're actually. So he went to be with that family for a while, and we're going to go see them again after this. And so mm-hmm. it's just like life happening around you, and you're sort of running this whole ministry and this whole shebang, yeah. but also just trying to be with people that are involved in it. Yeah. And, and can I say, it is so refreshing, like just having uh, watched you guys come to the church and gotten to sit down with each of you one-on-one, it is so refreshing to hear about pastoring, like from a very real perspective. Because we, I think that people tend to look at pastors like they're these big theological, like, oh my gosh, they're not even real beings. They, what do they even do all week? And hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks a lot, Ruben. Yeah, <laughs> No, but hearing like, 
being a pastor is as much the big things as it is the mundane things like yeah. stolen copper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's what, here's what I love about you guys so far is, is uh, you know, I remember when I first got to church, you know, the pastor kind of was like a figure, in my opinion, was like a figure that you couldn't really approach and just mm. talk to, even though the, the, the reality of it, you know, 15 years later is that they are probably the most approachable people. But as a kid, you're just like, oh my yeah. God, it's a pastor. Like, I can't just go up and like tell him my problems. The first thing you guys did is you walked in and you guys started telling jokes, you know? Yeah. Like it, for me, that was like the most unpastor thing, you know, like, like, tr like traditionally, you know, pastors come out, they tell their one joke and they move on and, and start the sermon, you know? And the joke's usually not that funny, but oh, it's everyone not. else, you it's know? It's usually a, an email that they printed out. Someone emailed me this this <laughs> right. week. Like, right? Oh we actually, no, here we go. Actually, a I, young boy was walking down the road. <laughs> I've heard rumors that, that some mega church pastors actually have, uh, uh, comedy writers on their team Ooh, so they can I write their that. oh that sounds wonderful yeah. <laughs> I would love that it takes have, a lot they have like a writer's room yeah. uh you know but I feel like like with you with you guys I feel like it's very easy like I could easily email you be like hey Mike let's go get some tacos and you talk to you about something oh, hey. that sounds you know? great yeah he got really excited about that I was <laughs> hypothetically hypoth we don't have any tacos oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like I have an opening next Thursday <laughs> tacos so, so much okay yeah. But speaking of tacos. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I can't see you from here. You should sit Hi. on this side next time. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, signature question number one. All let's right. Let's do it. And then we'll jump into some serious stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. So signature question. This podcast is based around three of them. Um, they're going to come at random times. The first one is the hardest. All right. You ready? Okay. All right. Yeah, I think you guys both need to take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What is... That just sounds are, weird in my are ear. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's the exhale, the long exhale. Sorry, Moxie, please. What is your favorite taco? Oh. Oh, that's a good one. It's in Austin, Texas at a place called... No, don't steal mine. <laughs> Wait, Juan is this the same one that... One in a million. And it's the Don Juan Taco at One in a Million. It's on Guadalupe Street. That? That's not the same, huh? No, it's not the same. It's we a... It's a favorite of University of Texas students, really? and that thing will change your life. Juan meets you at the door. Juan meets you. Gives you this big old handshake, and for like I don't know, four seventy five, you get this huge plate of like eggs and bacon and potatoes and crunchy things and oh. just as many tortillas as you need. Do they cheese so much cheese? Oh my god! Do they limit you to Juan Taco? No. Oh my god. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, w I was going to say, I thought of that one, but also just breakfast tacos in general. Breakfast tacos in general. They burst my love of tacos. Mm. Growing up in New Hampshire, I didn't know what a taco was really. We got How a Taco old? Bell in high school, and we were like, this is the best thing ever. I've never had Mexican food before. Yeah. <laughs> and, then and then they had real Mexican food. When we lived later. in Austin, I discovered what real tacos were. Um, yeah. But they just, they really know how to, I feel like states that border Mexico usually get it better mm -hmm. than other states get it. Well, yeah, because, you know, they have a thing called real Mexicans. Exactly. You know? oh. That helps. <laughs> I don't know many real Mexicans who live in like New Hampshire. That helps. You know? Well, <laughs> there's not very many. I, I I, like, I think I could do well with the Mexican restaurant in New Hampshire. I think I think I would kill it yes, in New Hampshire. Yes, you would. Everyone would be like, oh, we got to go to that Mexican oh, place. That it's Ruben wicked guy. good. Oh, it's wicked the good. The wicked hot, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And brought ooh, up. I had too many margaritas. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of margaritas. That's how they. That's you how ham they it out of your gourd. Speaking of margaritas, um, I'm going to grill you guys on like, like pastoral viewpoints on oh, certain no. things. Oh, no. Bring be it. Because I'm interested in this because some, some churches – 
uh, like to teach that you shouldn't drink at all. Right. Other churches encourage you to drink during service. You know, right. they, they give you <laughs> they the wine. Provide it. They provide yeah, it. Yeah, like have a flask and be and sipping it's, on it. And it's, and it's good stuff. Like I, it's genuinely it's good not stuff. The cheap I stuff. was in, uh, when I was in Sardinia, um, there Casually. were, no, Sardin- oh, Sardinia. so Sardinia, Italy. Um, <laughs> we were, we were singing out there and there was like a quartet up before us of singers. Two of the guys had, water bottles with water on them on stage. This, we're in a cathedral. Two of the guys have water bottles. One of the guys has a water bottle full of wine that <laughs> okay. he's put on the altar and is taking sips from. That's hilarious. Oh, so hey, what, what would be, like, like realistically speaking here, um, you know, do you guys take a stance one way or another, or is it really down to like personal control and personal freedom? Right. I know great Christians that do drink, and I know great people who don't. Uh, we've worked at churches like Uh, The first one I was on staff at, Marie was attending in Tulsa. They had a thriving recovery ministry, so the staff didn't partake in anything Mm. uh, like that. Uh, I worked on one church where they had a 90-mile limit. Like, you couldn't drink within 90 miles of the church. Oh, wow. And if you were, that was, it was not in the employee handbook or anything, but it was definitely known. It was a really unspoken. large church. And it Very was like, large church, yeah. What if someone's struggling with this and they see you out drinking? Yeah. But they eventually make it a tough drive back. Policy. What's that? Make it a tough drive back. <laughs> That's a DUI joke, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Well, or a very expensive Uber. Well, understanding. You would never overindulge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they ended up changing it. Just be, like, don't be dumb. Don't be yeah. in public, like, getting all drunk about it. Yeah. But obviously, you shouldn't be on church staff. Unless you're able to kind of like right. yeah. control yourself. Control period. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, I, you know, I, I've worked for a couple churches over the years. And the first church I worked for, they, uh, my welcome meeting introduced me to the people who were overseeing the men's ministry. It was at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird. It was like a restaurant, like a bar and grill. And the first thing, the, the pastor ordered like three pitchers of beer. Cause there's, and I was just like. This is weird. Also, I'm not 21. This oh. <laughs> so I didn't drink, obviously, but uh, it was just like the we- like for me that was like the first. This real- is different. Yeah, yeah, outside of like being, yeah, I grew up Catholic, so like having wine during service was yeah. like normal. But like I've never like most pastors I've ever heard would be like, yeah, don't drink, you know, and just and then here I am yeah. sitting across the table with the pastor and a couple guys from men's ministry, and yeah, all, they just ordered beers. And I feel like, like at times like that. That's like what Jesus would do. And yeah, that's like yeah. Beautiful and cool in its own way, and it's a, it's about being sensitive. To I think it was about ten years ago. There's a big church in Dallas called Gateway. They commissioned a study somewhere around the topic of why are churches so dysfunctional, and especially why are church staffs, oh yeah, typically so dysfunctional. And their main finding is that they had no social apparatus like a happy hour. Oh wow! So Interesting. They, they started examining how can we. I don't know what conclusions or so we have applications. Every day. <laughs> I don't know how they applied it. Get a couple bottles but of wine out with the staff. I know churches around the country, they started like, yeah. <laughs> hanging out, drinking different things. Some of them coffee, some of them other things, uh, just to get together after work. And it, it helped kind of. I think that's in general. Like in general, yeah. I think I think work environments where you don't really feel friendly with people mm-hmm. makes it difficult to, to function well as a staff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we, we did something recently at one of my jobs where we, we went out for like a, like a Christmas party, you know, but it was like this thing where the company hadn't done one in like 15 years. And, you know, I just woke up one day. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to invite people to dinner and it be like, buy your own dinner. Let's just show up. We'll all sit in the same table, whatever, you know, and like 15 of us showed up and like, we all felt like we finally knew each other, mm-hmm. you know, and we, I've worked with these people for five years, you know, it's like, and I've known them for almost 10, you know, it's like, but we finally spent time together and we created 
a bond. So th- I think that is super important. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on, on tithing. Like, obviously, you guys kind of live off of it because that's how you guys get paid and stuff. And, and I don't think tithing is a bad thing, but I do find it interesting where some churches, some churches just kind of like, hey, so we're going to pass the plate around you know, give if you can. If it's your first time, don't feel obligated. Other churches bring people up who got cured of cancer and they're like, tell them because it's because you tithed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then so they come out and say, you know, I tithe the entire time and the Lord, Lord, you know, you know, cured my cancer. Where do you guys fall on that? You know, personally and professionally. I think we've, we've definitely seen it abused a lot. Just mm. being in church for our whole life. Yeah. Sometimes this chair makes weird noises. I promise it's the chair. Oh, it's okay. Oh, we can't hear it anyway. Also, sometimes <laughs> it's a little smelly, but anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's stinky. Um, just kidding. I promise. Kind of. No. Yes, I do. Um, Stop tithing. deflecting. Tithing. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Oh, we got to start doing a video podcast. Uh, we do. This is like a circus in here. So we actually met in college at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that was, especially at that time, very much in sort of that um, prosperity gospel message sort of mm-hmm. pocket. Uh, the president, especially at the time, was very much like plant a seed, expect a harvest. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of sets God up as this Coke machine that you put your money in and clean. talking soda, correct? You get your blessing. What? Hopefully that's We're talking soda crack. Yeah, he's a vending machine, and he said, you put your money in, oh, you ask God for your blessing, machine. and out pops your blessing. That's oh, how it works. At one time when I was doing the offering thought at the mega church we worked at in Austin, I said, God is not a Coke machine. <laughs> I was able to, like, vindicate that whole thing from my you head. You said him heart. right. Yeah, for those I'm sure he heard people it. People that were there that day. But anyway, um, so I think we're both really sensitive about trying just to walk that well with integrity and knowing like in our lives we have seen God bring miracles literally just Mm -hmm. like God we can't pay our bills we uh what are we gonna do and people saying hey we've got this free guest house you guys want to move into it Mm. for free oh by the way we have an extra car do you need one of those like just like ridiculous like I think we have to like take it out of our mind that this is about like cash and money it's about God's abundance for us and his love for us and his care for us and sometimes he uses other people to do that oh almost always actually I would say it yeah. has to come from his our brothers and sisters really and so I think for us we want to focus on just like being a generous people being a generous church and sometimes you just take a hey, I have to take a baby step of doing that by giving some money at church yeah um and yes, we do have bills we have to pay at the church. Actually, kind of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And salaries to pay. <laughs> and yeah, Insurance. And mm-hmm. Something we loved coming into this church was how generous they were to the community, to missionaries overseas, to, like, um, to so many different areas. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important to us, too. You were going to say things. I was going to say things, <laughs> but you said them really well. He, like, well. opened his mouth to talk, and I was like... Here I have some thoughts. I'm glad you did. Those are good. But we, I think both of us overreacted to seeing the abuses in the more independent churches that we were in, and especially in in college, that we've had to go on this journey at almost a full circle of like, well, we have to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. actually, you know, our, our, wherever our money is, there's our heart also. 
And we just finished a sermon series at the end of the year on generosity. <laughs> and that was a big even you did so good. My inner dialogue was like, stop putting pillows around this, say this directly. But uh, there's so much anxiety around it for me because uh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to yeah. be that pastor. And uh, well, and that guy just recently came out and said that he was wrong. Right. The prosperity yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, yep. I didn't. Read that article. That's his actual name, the prosperity guy. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no uh, we can't uh, mention it for Hagen, copyright reasons. He was a big <laughs> but one. no, yeah, B- Benny Hinn came out and straight up oh, said that. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He I said, saw that article. Yeah, yeah, he came out and said that he was been, he's been wrong this entire time that he was going to stop you know, stop <gasps> wow, preaching the prosperity yes. gospel, which you know wow. of course is a huge win for you know what the gospel really is, you know, because it isn't about how much money you have or how much money you can give. Because at that point, you know, I think. You know, I think I think poor people in general just have this whole thing of like, you know, the rich can get whatever they want because they have the money, yeah. and that's not the way it works with God. And they're you know? saying, "Oh, you just don't have enough faith." That, I love oh. one of my favorite theologians <laughs> yeah. says, "If it's not true for a single mom in Haiti, then it's not true for me." Mm. If you're saying like, "Do this, and then God will give you this," if it's not true for someone like a single mom in Haiti, then it's not true. It's not I love true that. theology. It's not true. Yeah, I, I feel like we, we've kind of gotten past the point of like, I just I just heard. Uh, uh, Brian Broderson actually just was talking about this at a, at a staff meeting the other day, and he was saying, you know, we, we aren't the church anymore where it used to be, you know, you came dirty and, and we would tell you to go home, shower, shave, mm. get your best suit on and come mm. back. It's like, no, come in and we'll embrace you the way you are. Yeah. You know, like it's not about what's in your bank account. It's not no. about what type of shoes you wear, you know. And so many times, we, I think, we, especially in America, I think we forget that, like, when it comes down to, like, the core gospel message it isn't just for the rich you know in fact it's probably (laughs) you know geared more towards the poor you know because the poor have more of a dependence on god it seems like you know poor people tend to pray to god a lot more just to pay their mortgage every month you know recognize our need for god yeah when we have less yeah yeah but i mean that was the example jesus set that's why he didn't meet in synagogues he preached on the mountainsides on the hillside so anybody could come like women weren't allowed in the synagogues and so he was saying hey guess what this is for everyone and you don't have to be anyone or any certain way to to receive this message that i'm sharing that's awesome Let's transition into signature question number two. All right. So it kind of follows what we've, what we've been talking about in terms of <clears throat> deeper topics. This is the tough question. I said the last one. I may have lied. I'm sorry. The last one was not the tough question. Forgive this us, is, Father, for she has I'm she has so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong church, you. right? Thank you. <laughs> You're being double blessed right now. <laughs> sending holy water. I'm, I'm miming things. Sign. It'll be perfect oh. for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the musical count. so signature question number two this one is harder um if you had a life quote what would it be it can be spiritual it can be you know philosophical yeah secular because i feel like i have had many quotes for different seasons maybe Yeah. yeah so maybe uh just For today, for now, for this season, my sort of favorite thing that I keep coming back to is just a quote uh, from Mary Oliver, uh, who's like a fantastic poet. Um, I'm hoping I can remember right. It's uh, pay attention, be astonished, and tell about it. Mm. I feel like that just applies to so many things in life. Pay attention, be astonished, astonished, and tell about it. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's the one that's resonating with me right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you accepting that answer as well? I am. That's amazing. <laughs> um, 
mine is actually um uh Nihon ni Ichinenkan Sundemashita. I could tell you were like about to say a joke with your leader. Which roughly translated is <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Was that, uh, was, Harry, was that Harry Potter? Uh, no, he that was, was not Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> just saying something nonsensical. I lived in Japan for a year. <laughs> yeah, that's of. the only thing I could think of. I'm I really thought we rusty. agreed not to talk about the Japanese. Yeah, we I told you my feelings did. about Pearl Harbor. I apologize. <laughs> I know. It's a so fresh a wound. Spot, um, we have to forgive Ruben. We'll we'll pray with you after. Okay, help great. you receive that. Forgiveness. Thank great. you. I've been trying to get him some prayer for a long time. Specifically about this <laughs> whole Pearl Harbor thing. It's really it's really affected our relationship. <laughs> Especially when you have such a long view of history, I mean, perspective-wise, it, it's yeah. a recent event yeah, I mean, compared yeah. to human history. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, what, I think what, what's you know making her more angry is that I've forgiven the Iranians already. Uh, right. You know, yeah. and it's only been like three days. It's a double standard. <laughs> what do you have Pearl against Harbor. the Ukrainians, Ruben? Oh, uh, let's not get into Don't that get one. Don't get him started. Let's on not get into that one. <laughs> that one might be a little too real. He's lost more <laughs> best friends over that one. I thought I, I was joking. That one, but. Uh, I have the similar the similar quote for the season. In fact, I just updated my Facebook bio, which what? is a really oh, big deal wow. with this quote. For the three people that are on Facebook still. Exactly. For all three. <laughs> my grandmother. Hi, Grandma. And my mom. Hi, Mommy. Uh, and I don't I some, don't think they're going to find this podcast. And some is it other person to you in when Ireland. Is that... call their parents Mommy and Daddy? Yeah. It is to me, too. Yeah. Sorry, I, I did it for effect. <laughs> I usually call her Ma. So, but anyways, it's, uh, it's get to the quote already <laughs> from Angela Duckworth book uh, called Grit, and it's uh, Fall Seven and Rise Eight. Just keep getting up, keep going. Oh, that's, that's been my mantra lately. I heard, I heard False Evan and Rise Nine. <laughs> I was like, what? False I'm like Evan. reading that book right now. But can you give us context for that? Fall what? seven times and rise eight times. Just mm. don't give up. Keep getting up. Keep going. But stop trying after the eighth time, right? But after eight times, you just really stink at this and you need to find something else to do. Yeah. I like that. No, that's that's a that's a great there. Are you working on that yet? I'm working on it. Yeah, it's it's in the hopper. Is that gonna be the title of the sermon? Maybe. Like maybe the sermon series? Maybe seven seven sermons uh series of seven, and then you just decide to do an eighth one. Just for the heck of it. Oh, and we could call it false Evan. False Evan. We could work some kind of graphic <laughs> to where false. people would think it was false Evan the whole time. <laughs> but really, it's fall seven. False and they're be like, who's Evan? There's no Evan in the Bible. <laughs> we have a picture of Steve Carell on there from Evan <laughs> Almighty. <laughs> really mix people up. Yeah. You start every sermon with a clip from Evan Almighty. Exactly. <laughs> Christians are great fun. with satire and random humor. Oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> Totally. This will be a bullseye. It'll be a winner for sure. So you were speaking a little bit of Japanese there. Yes. Because it's actually the, the fall seven and rise eight is actually a Japanese thing. Ah. And I, I read it in Angela Duckworth's book and I was right. like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. counting. <laughs> for That's you. really good. Totomo jōsu da yo. She just left the office, Nagasaki. by the way. <laughs> but. But you did actually live in, in Japan for a yes, while. Yes, we were English teachers for a year in a in small Japan. rural town in Hiatus. Japan. Yes, we taught was, at public that, middle schools. Wait, that was, that was the name of the town, Hiatus? No, I was saying, Hiatus. yes, oh. and then I said, It was actually yes, hernia. Is, that didn't make sense. Hernia was the town. But no. the phrasing wait, in actually, Japanese is like Yoda speaks. You probably already know that. Oh, the gra- I didn't realize the grammar? it until we were like learning Japanese. I was like, oh, if I just phrase things like Yoda, 
then it makes sense. That's how you put the verb at the end. And that's I'm sure they did that intentionally because Yoda's smart and Japanese people are smart. Yeah. Which came first, Yoda or Japanese? <laughs> probably Yoda. Yeah, probably. He's been around a long time. He has. Anyway, uh, what were we saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we lived there. We were English teachers and we helped us. We were actually hired by a small very small, like six-person church. Oh, wow. Funheki Baptist Church. And they provided American English teachers, you know, the the connection and the, yeah. For the town. Finding the town English teachers. Because it's the law. They have to have a native English speaker in every middle school and high school. Really? Our boss yeah. was literally Mr. Miyagi. Yes. He was the coolest little yeah. Japanese man that I was like, you're my hero. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, like, he would disappear and come back and we would have to really get it out of him like where were you and one time he was negotiating the release of a journalist from china because they didn't want to do it through official diplomatic channels he was gone for another month while we were there and he when he came some back in relation to like the emperor yeah oh, wow and he uh he was helping rebuild roads in iraq for the un and he was in charge of rebuilding schools and he roads but he wow. was never like braggadocious about it or uh, he's just like, oh yeah, I I was working for the UN, and maybe he's not allowed to be very or about he's not allowed to. Yeah, so maybe he's like really like I just want to tell everybody what I do, but I can't. Yeah, it's like, against my contract. Know, the Japanese culture is very humble, and they're always yeah. like very demure. And but he legitimately yeah. was the humblest man yeah. I've ever. Yeah, it wasn't a show. Action. Yeah, because we were around a lot of people that were like playing the part um, in the schools and stuff. Really wonderful people, but you know, like true humility. That's like. It feels impossible, honestly. Yeah. As someone who has fought pride many a year of my life, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's impossible. But, hey, it's a good fight to fight. We fight on. Yes. Ooh, which reminds me of that Brendan Manning quote I just... Ooh, that one was better than the one eyes. you said. Yeah, I should have. Uh, yeah. uh, in, in the, the service. <laughs> in the service of love, wounded soldiers are the only ones who serve, or something like yeah. that. Oh, just love that. That's really beautiful. Any kind of, like, broken, wounded, serving warrior. I love that picture, because I feel so broken and so, like, a mess, and, God, why would you use me? But he does. Well, I've, and I've learned, I've learned that, like, the best people to help people go into things are people who've been there. Yeah. You know, like, my youth pastor growing up would always tell us about his you know, alcohol problems and the stuff that ruined his life. And I think to myself, I actually believe you. Like, I'm actually mm -hmm. going to take your advice yeah. because you've been there, done that, and you've actually lived the consequences. The senior pastor of the church, for whatever reason, I just don't get that. I don't know his testimony, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, I never got that vibe from him that he was ever a party person or ever went out. And, like, he, he, it feels like he didn't really live mm -hmm. a, a rough life. And so, if, you know, when he comes and says, oh, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't drink, you know, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. It's like, okay, cool. Cool How dad. Do you know. You know. Like, <laughs> cool dad. You know, like that's awesome. Uh so Moxie was mentioning off air to me earlier that you guys actually how how'd you word this? D dietary stuff? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like you guys are like uh I don't know, you you had some some point that you wanted to I don't uh, I have gotten nerdy over nutrition. Maybe we could put it that that's way. Okay. That's a good term. That's I Marie's like that. That's thing to do is to nerd title. out over podcasts. Nerdy over nutrition. That's she's true. the podcast. Like every day she's texting me, "Have you heard this podcast?" Yeah. I'm like, "I've never heard of it." <laughs> well, I just love Was learning. it ours? <laughs> yeah. I it, I 
it, you know, every strength has its other side that's a weakness. So I have to be careful about not binging on new topics and learning and like, oh, what's this new idea and this new plan and blah, 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 and try to like hone that in and just try to become an expert on whatever thing seems to be like prompting my interest in the moment. Like setting boundaries for your soul. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's my oh, new okay. one right now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, nutrition. Um, <laughs> I want to hear more about that after <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> oh, I only know a little yet, but that's my one that I'm like, okay, stop binging, focus. It in all on started this. with Wellness Mama and but her yeah, podcast. But yeah, I had our first wellness child. Mama. And I was like, uh, okay, she's old enough. I need to wean her you know, from breastfeeding, because that's not weird to talk about. Can we say that word on this podcast? I don't mean. Lactation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just don't make it weird. (laughs) Now you've challenged me. That that face kind of freaked me out a little bit when she said lactation. (laughs) Anyways, you give your child this perfect food, and then what? It's like, And then what? So I started diving into nutrition, which... This was, you know, she's 11 now. So a while ago, when... um, gluten-free was starting to be a thing and paleo and all that. So we dove deep mm-hmm. down that rabbit hole. Well, I just took Mike with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a along. choice of diving or not. So um, I went like really extreme and now I'm trying to find the way to like live and just fill ourselves with nutrient dense things and live our lives and not freak out about, oh, I can't eat that. It's the yeah. devil. <laughs> Even like my daughter got some cotton candy from school and I let her eat some of it, you guys. What? Oh my gosh! Who are you? I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> so, it, so it was a choice, not like dietary. Right. Most uh, mostly. I mean, I started noticing how much better we yeah. felt, and noticing like how certain foods, especially gluten and dairy, really did a number. Especially our second child, she had some major issues when I took gluten and dairy away. They were like, oh gone. So that made us. We we still pretty much do that, except for cheese every day, but. We're dairy-free other than the cheese. (laughs) Dairy-free except cheese. No. Well, the holidays we had a lot of cheese, but now we're back to no cheese. I love cheese. Even on burgers? Oh, yeah. No. Burgers are so good. Just beefy and juicy all on their own. I put cheese on my burgers whenever I can. How? (laughs) What's the one that's not around? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't sneak too much. Whoa, 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 Mike. Don't get too crazy. If if I'm going to jump off the wagon... I'm going to make it count. Like, I'm not just going to do it for a regular place or a regular cheese. Like, it's got to be really good. It's got to be Gouda cheese? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't want to give my kids, like, reverse food disorders. Right. Like, this is bad. It's, and that's still my journey of, like, how to instill good, healthy habits but not make them afraid of anything. or To sensationalize it. Yeah, or yeah. be like, finally I'm out of the house. Now I can gorge on all of this junk food and, like. See, I feel like that's kind of uh, a thing too, where it comes like to to kind of bring this conversation somewhat full circle. You know, um, you know, alcohol is the same similar way. I think. I think. I think parents that that make alcohol and and sex too. You know, I think if you you make it a taboo thing, that's how you turn your kids into alcoholics. Or Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the S word, so I'm gonna say promiscuous. You know, (laughs) like that. That's how. That's how you. Did you just say the S word? Which one? Yeah, he did. No, 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 I was oh, going to say sluts. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I also didn't want to just make it just <laughs> you know, towards one. women, you know. But like, I, I feel like if you make sex, you know, a, a taboo topic and you don't talk about it honestly, same with alcohol, you know, I, that's why I think you really have the problems, you know, where, mm-hmm. where people do go through like alcoholic phases or just, you know, promiscuity phases where yeah. you just, you know, do whatever. So I think it's important to 
if it's not a dietary thing, if it's not like you're going to eat gluten and then you're going to feel sick for hours afterwards, then yeah, you know, like eat regular food, you know, and, and, and be yourself and, yeah. and experiment, especially if you're going to travel and, and oh my you gosh, know, yeah. like there's so much good food out there. Oh, the, none of our rules apply if we're in Europe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. different you can't. over there. Yep. And yeah. I want to eat all the things. But even like with talking with your kids about sex, I was listening to a parenting talk and they were saying like, whatever age you think is the right age to talk to your kids about sex, subtract two years from that and then you're three years too late. Basically like, hmm. and then we had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old or something at, at the, the time. time. And so I was like, crap, we got to get on this. <laughs> but like... I love the approach of a hundred one-minute conversations. Instead of having that awkward, like, Detox. sit down, let me tell you about the seed being fertilized. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like, and I was pregnant with our third child at the time, and so that's such an easy way, naturally, questions come up. And instead of giving these vague answers of, like, how'd the baby get in your belly? I'm like, well, here we go. I'll tell you. <laughs> and especially for a five-year-old, they don't have, like, the ick factor to... Wait, so how did the baby get into your right. belly? That was well, never answered to me. Oh, no. The stork. Absolutely. <laughs> the stork. You know what my favorite thing Mike is and right I now? We each other very much. <laughs> there's a meme floating around right now that's like the Amazon drone accidentally picks up the baby and oh, takes no. it, and then somebody else comments, reverse stork. Reverse stork. <laughs> the, stork the stork strikes back. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like an ongoing conversation where they feel comfortable asking any weird questions that come up. Yeah. And now we're talking about puberty and, and the. And my eight-year-old still will ask, like, the other day, she was like, so how do people get accidentally pregnant then? You know? And so I'm like, right. oh, yeah, I guess if we're talking, like, loving and it's not like you just How do you do that by accident? No. Get impregnated. Whoops. That's uh, a like, logical well, question. Well, here's what they mean by that, honey. <laughs> Uh, but it's so important. And same with alcohol. We'll we'll drink wine at home, sometimes other things. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it if they if they have questions about it, if they want to try it, like my family was always like, here, have a sip and let's like take the, whoa, this thing you can have away from you. But my then we talk about the consequences of when you overdo it and how, and we could even share some personal stories there and we do. And so my, my, uh, my uncle years ago when I was like seven or eight, we were at his house. We're having a big, big family party. So imagine a big Mexican party, you know, so everyone's drinking, everyone brings their own, you know, their own booze. And, uh, my uncle, I asked him what he was drinking, and he goes, oh, here, try some. It was, like, straight vodka. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. And you were seven? <laughs> it was, like, seven. Oh. Was, There's was, something to that. You're like, why would I want to drink that? It's disgusting. Yeah, I, actually, you know, and I think that had a lot to do with it because I, I'm not a big alcohol drinker. Yeah. You know, I don't like the taste of beer. I don't, you know, and if I, if I do drink something, it would be vodka. So, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird for me. It's like Straight Sometimes. Just sit on it. <laughs> Just, nice. I, I actually have a bottle in the car. <laughs> Last time I was in Oklahoma for uh, Rocklahoma, the big festival yeah. out there, um, we got there, and it was our second year back. So all the vendors knew us, all the people at the festival knew us, and I show up on the first night with my parents, and this guy from a booth runs out and greets us, and he's like, oh, my gosh, Moxie, you you guys got you to let me do a shot with her. And my parents <laughs> thought he meant a picture. So he, oh, no. I, they were like, oh, yeah, totally. And he runs around the back of the booth and gets a bottle of Everclear clear oh. <laughs> did you take the shot no <laughs> see i'm surprised your parents didn't let you do that because they're they're pretty i think they didn't want my first shot to be ever clear oh yeah wow. probably good yeah wow yeah interesting so let's let's do uh number three all right number three number three let's okay do it. 
All right, signature question number three. This is the kicker. This is this is what this is make this or break. Is, this is yeah, I was gonna say this is a make or break if you guys ever come back on the show. Yeah, gotcha. Um, we will. <laughs> Pressure's on. You have to answer, even though we haven't asked the question. So, what's your answer? Letter C. Okay. Can you have more than one best friend outside of your significant others? Definitely. And yes. family. Oh. Definitely yeah. yes. I've never yeah. only had one. Both best of you? Friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, easily. I've yeah. just wow. always had like a group of best friends because I don't know. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, and there's moments where you need this type of friend and this type of friend, and then yeah. So sorry awesome. if that's the wrong answer. I like them twice as much now. <laughs> <laughs> I, like them, I like them three times less. <laughs> Get out of my. We've studio. lost a lot of best friends that way. <laughs> <laughs> But that's why it's good to have more than one. Heyo. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, 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 uh, Mox can tell you I'm, I'm a big proponent of only being able to have one best friend. Uh, because I, I feel like that's, you know, that's really what best means. Uh, but she, she disagrees with me. Uh, and she, she Forever. thinks we're best friends, but we're not. So just FYI. Gotcha. Yeah. I had one time I was getting up to speak at youth group. Can you do me, can you pull that micro? It keeps oh, sliding yeah. further and further down. And, <laughs> Oh, when did this happen? Someone that I thought was my best friend oh, no. introduced me to speak, and he said, he's the best kind of friend. Oh, ouch. <laughs> that was a very important that's like, distinction. And that's I, like, I love you. I really love spending time with you. It was a very uh, important <laughs> know, exactly. determine the relationship, but indirectly in front of Yikes. 200 middle schoolers. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Of course, they, they probably didn't pick up on it. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. If it would have been like 200, like, you know, 60-year-olds, then it would have been like a, they would have been like, jeez, like, what did he do? <laughs> Sometimes I do question, like, if there's something in me that is almost afraid to give myself over that fully to just one person. Yeah. Obviously, I've done it with Mike, so high-fived. But <laughs> um, another person, I, I don't know if there's, like, a fear in me to get that vulnerable with just one other person to have, like, a best, best friend. It's almost like... Maybe I'm just analyzing this as I'm a verbal processor. Sorry, but like maybe <laughs> it too. is in some ways, sometimes at least, uh, like protection mechanism to feel maybe. like, well, I don't talk to you about these things because I don't I'm not sure how you'd feel uh, towards me if I was this honest with you. But I know I can yeah. be that way with this friend, and so, but I love them all kind of just yeah. a lot, a lot, and so that's why they get my best friend title. But yeah. There's you should ask all of your best friends, the people that you claim are best friends, how they feel about that. Because I know for me, the whole thing, the whole reason why this all started was because uh, she would introduce me to somebody as her best friend. And I'd be like, oh, that's nice of her. And then I'd be around somewhere else and she'd be like, oh, Melody, my best friend. And I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. That was me. I'm like, best means best. Yeah. And then, you know, then like five seconds later, some new guy walks in. Hey, Steve, you're my best friend now. And it's like, whoa, what? Just, you know, I was, I was with her one time. She got pulled over by a police officer. And, and at the end of the conversation, she asked the police officer if they can be best friends. I'm just like, he said yes. He did say yes. See, it takes all kinds though, right? I think there's, yeah. it's like a. She goes to dinner and she becomes best friends with the waitress. It's, it's happened okay, like eight times. Okay, that was one time. times. Every waitress needs a customer once a night that's like friendly and like, yeah, you're my new best friend. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I tried doing that and they, they stopped serving me food. It was kind of, they were <laughs> well, it was creepy that. when you did yeah, That's true. And it involved a date request. Well, mm. I, hey, they said yes. If they feel like you're hitting on them, then it's like. She gave me her phone number. 
Okay. Well, well done, And sir. texted me back. Tip of the hat to you. And then I found her on Instagram and realized that she's not what I wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Instagram will yeah. It's such a realistic place to get to know someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it, sh- it shows, uh, some people, it shows their, their unfilteredness. Like, yo, you, know? you, you put that up there. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's like, okay, cool. It's, it's awesome that you can take 15 the shots un- and like, un- yeah. The manicured Instagram there you go. tell you a lot. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you guys on Sunday mornings. If they want to. Use your radio voice. On Sunday mornings, you can find us at, uh, where I don't even know our church's address. We're so new. Uh, Rancho Cucamonga. We're in Rancho Cucamonga. (laughs) right near Solid Ground. It's called Solid Ground Church. And it's sgbic.com is our website. Google uh, Solid Ground Church. Google Solid Ground Church. That's probably, it'll be like the third, uh, the third option for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of Solid Ground Churches out there. It is kind of one of those churchy names. But yeah. it's a good one. I like it. It is. Yeah, just there's Sol- Solid Ground Rancho Cucamonga. If you can spell Rancho Cucamonga, then Solid exactly. Ground, Brethren in Christ, Rancho Cucamonga. That That's would sound cooler if I wasn't sick. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't even sound sick, though. Oh, that's good. And you don't seem sick. Well done, Moxie. Thank you. So good. Thank she's you. not really sick. Golf she's just, she's just I was up all night pounding supplements. Oh. So it's better than her heroin heroin habit. Yeah. yeah, I've been yeah. meaning to talk to you about that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we'll have an intervention <laughs> later. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for coming out here. Thanks thank for you. Uh, us. Is there anything you guys want to want to promote? You guys have a Jesus. Jesus. You have a new album out, Marie. Yeah. <laughs> album. No. 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 Is it in the works? <laughs> no, but I would just because we're pastors and we're here, just oh man, something that's been heavy on my heart is just how uh, we're all brothers and sisters. And we can so easily be like, Well, I don't think this, I think you're wrong about that. And we get so snippy at each other and still instead of letting Jesus be our unifying factor, instead of not getting so caught up, yes, these heated discussions are important, like these things that, you know, all the things Christians argue with each other about. Um, but, man, we're doing a crappy job um, being a witness to the world. Like, I feel like if I weren't a Christian and I looked at Christians, I'd be like, yuck, I don't want to do that. Um, and so, I don't know. I just think as, uh, as anyone who might be out there that loves Jesus, let's just all focus on our love for Jesus and loving other people with the love of Jesus and not getting so caught up in the politics that are uh, just so divisive when we're not called to a political party, called to be followers of the kingdom of heaven. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really feeling like, gosh, if we could just make it about what it's actually about, following Jesus and living like he did, then the rest of that stuff wouldn't have to take up so much space and wouldn't get in the way of us being able to love the world. That's a great note to end this on. Yeah. Thank Ooh, you guys so much. Stick around, stick around for more than more from Moxie and I. We won't be that good. Yeah. <laughs> the whole rest of the show is just going to be like, pew. How was that? Pew. All right, welcome back. Uh, Moxie, that was a great, great conversation with Mike and Marie Collins. Great. So good. I, You know, I was really excited to talk to the, the pastor and his wife from uh, Solid Ground, Brethren in Christ. Why are you doing it like that? So we're going to take the last portion of this uh, episode. 
<laughs> and you know we're gonna do something a little bit different. The last couple of weeks we haven't really done much with the the tail end of our of our shows. And to my chagrin, uh, no, to your whatever the opposite of chagrin is, <laughs> um, anti chagrin. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna play a game. So Moxie got me an incredible birthday present this I last did. year. I I am a good best friend. I'm a very good best friend, especially because you don't consider me your best friend. I wouldn't know if you are a good best friend or not because uh-huh. we're not uh-huh. best friends. Because your birthday is two days before Christmas. So I got you a Christmas present and a birthday present, and I gave them to you on your birthday. And you forced me to open them both. I did. So technically, you only got me two birthday presents. I got you like six birthday presents and a giant taco balloon and a singing taco birthday card. Oh, yeah. I got to find that. <laughs> Which I bought in like July because <laughs> I was in a supermarket and it was calling out to me. It was, call- was singing out Actually, to you? Actually, yes. <laughs> so the one of the presents was Friends themed, the TV show, and the other one was Hamilton themed because we're going to see Hamilton in April. Hamilton. <laughs> no, that's not even right. Hamilton. Here comes the general. Rise up. Uh, and this was one of the gifts. Yeah, so this is a game called How Well Do You Know America? It's by Ridgely. What is it? Ridgely's? Ridley's Game Room. Uh, so if you're interested, you go to Ridley'sGames.com uh, and grab yourself a copy of this board game if you're interested. As Moxie knows knows pretty pretty much what I love in this world. I do. Um, and, and politics and American history is all part of what I really enjoy uh, in this lifetime. And I consume my life in all of that. So what we're going to do is this game is supposed to be played in teams, um, but obviously it's just Moxie and I. So we're going to quiz each other. And whoever gets the most ones right uh, has to pay for dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So uh, we, each, really. we each picked five. <clears throat> So, um, should we ro- should we Rochambeau to see who goes first? Yeah. All right, because that's Hamilton themed. Do you know what that means? It's a general. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is not. It is a general. Rochambeau. Yeah, it's the last name of a general or some some military person. I'm sure. I'm gonna look it up. The meaning behind Rochambeau. What, did I say that right? Oh, you're right. It is a general. I'm sorry. Yeah, a French general. So, but yeah, it's rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Okay. Ready? All right, ready? Row, sham. But. Wait, so it's rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. Wow. But row, sham. Are you like hand bow. dyslexic? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Row, sham, bow. Okay. Row, sham, bow. So I win one. You win Best one. two out of three. Okay. All right. Row, sham, bow. Oh my gosh, stop doing Shambo. scissors. <laughs> so, oh no, we're tied. One, one. All right. Row, Shambo. Oh my gosh. We just Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Row, Shambo. Oh, you win. Okay, okay you I go win. first. I win, I win, I win. All right, you go first. All right. So I'm going to read. It's a question and then they give you options and you have to choose which one. So I'll start with the easy one. Okay. Which cocktail features gin, lemon, and lime juice and club soda? The options are Tom Collins, Long Island Iced Tea, Aviation, or Bronx. Oh, my gosh. What were the options again? Tom Collins, Long Island Iced Tea, Aviation, or Bronx? Bronx. Nope. Dang it. Was it Tom Collins? It was. I thought that was my initial one, too. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. so no point for me. 
Uh, how tall is the Empire State Building? Is it A, 1,250 feet? Or is it B, 1,300 feet? Is it C, 1,350 feet? Or D, 1,200 feet? Literally all of those sound right. I'm going to say 1,300. Wrong. Ugh, what is it? 1,250. So 1,250. That's so close. <laughs> they are all close. Go. Okay. Who was the first woman to be elected as a United States senator in 1932? The first option is Sarah Palin, <laughs> Rebecca Latimer Felton, Hattie Carraway, or Jeanette Rankin. You got hard ones. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the names again? Except for Sarah Palin. <laughs> Hattie Carraway, Rebecca Latimer Felton, or Jeanette Rankin. The second one. Hattie Carraway? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sweet. One point for me. Wait, no, I don't want a point. <laughs> the loser buys dinner. Um, which state in the continental U.S. has the longest coastline? Is it A, California? It's California. B, Hawaii. C, Florida. Or D, Louisiana. Ooh. Okay, sorry. So let's, try, let's try that again. We're right. Okay. Which state in the United States, which, <laughs> can't read, which state in the continental U.S. has the longest coastline? Is it A, California, B, Hawaii, C, Florida, or D, Louisiana? Well, it's continental. Yes. So not Hawaii. So yes, not Hawaii. California. And Florida. Florida. Damn. No point for you. Mm. Go. What code name did the Secret Service use for President Barack Obama? Sniper, Olympus. Renegade. I hate you. One point for Ruben. Two points. Two points. Two for points. Ruben. Two points total. Two points. Uh, the movies Deja Vu, The Pelican Brief, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button were all filmed in a. In and around which city? Is it A, San Diego, B, Boston, C, San Francisco, or D, New Orleans? Or New Orleans. A, or the correct pronunciation, New Orleans. And yes, you're right. New Orleans? Yes. One point for Moxie. That was a blind guess. <laughs> All right. A blue blazer flaming cocktail features whiskey, boiling water, and which other ingredient? Honey, sugar, Cinnamon or cherries? Honey. Sugar. Okay. McCarran Airport is located in which city? Is it A, Philadelphia, B, St. Louis, C, Las Vegas, or D, Miami? What is it? McCarran? McCarran. McCarran? Yeah, McCarran Airport. McCarran? McCarran. 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 <laughs> like Mick and then Karen? Kind of, yes. <laughs> I've flown into all those places. I don't know. Uh, McCarran? Wait, read it again. McCarran Airport is located in which city? Is it A, Philadelphia, B, St. Louis, C, Las Vegas, or D, Miami? I'm going to say Las Vegas. Good job. 
Yeah. Point for Moxie. So is it 2-2? Two, 2-2. Two? Two, two. All right. <coughs> Bananas Foster is a dessert that was invented in which city? Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta, or New Orleans? New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now it's 3-2. Three, three, two. Two. All right. You should know the answer to this one. What was Ronald Reagan's favorite candy? Oh. Is it A, jelly beans, B, Snickers, C, M&M's, or D, Hershey bars? Jelly beans. Correct. Thank you. It's tree tree. Tree tree. (laughs) (laughs) As of 2017, this is going to be a guess one. As of 2017, you give me really bad cards. (laughs) The world's tallest roller coaster is located in America, but what is it called? Millennium Force, King Ka, Top Thrill Dragster, or Superman Escape from Krypton? Superman. Nope. Really? Nope. It's called King Ka. That's stupid. It is stupid. So we're tied. We're tied. All right. So let's do a tiebreaker here. All right. All right. Uh, I'm just going to pick a different card. Okay. Pick a card, any card except the ones you've already picked. All right. The name of which state was misspelled on the original U.S. Constitution? Was it A, Pennsylvania, B, Virginia, C, Connecticut, or D, Massachusetts? Massachusetts. It's the 14th. I don't know what it is. Uh, That's a song. (laughs) Just 10 minutes from New York. Uh, uh, Connecticut? Nope. <sighs> Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. P-E-N-N-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A. All right, so. In 2006, okay. Paramount Pictures announced that they were ending their association with which actor? What? Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, Robert Downey Jr., or Tom Cruise? Say the names again. Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise. I'm going to go. <laughs> Tensions are high. Robert Downey Jr.? Nope. <sighs> Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So we're tied and we're both buying dinner? No, what I was going to say is if I don't get it, then I win. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you're buying dinner and my name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And that was a waste of time. It was. But I'm so, so sorry. much fun. Yes. And we're out of time. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. Are we so weird? That was- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.